You Can't Drown in the Dead Sea, episode number 253 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. A pleasure and a privilege to have you with me here today as we continue in our process of helping to give a message of hope and resilience and to help you to overcome adversity in your life to achieve your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. As always, I'm coming to you today from the Loft Studios just outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. It's a drainy, drizzly, drizzly February day, and we're coming to you with a message of hope and resilience here on episode number 253 of our podcast. Today we're going to talking about we're talking about you can't drown in the Red Sea. Now let me share this with you here today. We this is this week here in the middle of February, we were able to have two, a great guest with us in episode 251 and 252 of Beyond Adversity. His name is David Green, a he's a Jewish rabbi, and his we talked for at length over those two episodes about uh, about his book and about his life and about the practices and principles of his life having to do with his book Pictures of the Soul Going Deep. And he talks there about how you can re- need to remove distractions and tune into your soul. And one of the parts of his story that's important is that he had to remove himself from some distractions in his life, living in, in the Los Angeles area and be part of the music industry. And he had to take a retreat and go to Israel to find himself and to get back to his Judaic roots. And in his case, it led him eventually to become a much more engaged practicing Jew and eventually become a rabbi. A fascinating story. I invite you to go back to episodes number 251 and 252 to find out more about David Green and the Real You Project. Today, I want to talk about some reflections that when my conversation with David made me think about, I couldn't help but think about when he talked about going back to Israel, going to Israel, and to go deeper into his roots and to go look for the search for his soul. I was reminded that 10 years ago this very month, and I'm recording this in February of 2023, and in February of 2013, my wife and I went on our own pilgrimage to Israel and to have uh, to see the sites, to be sure, but also to have our own encounters uh, spiritually and in the geography and in everything that goes around in the Holy Land to connect up with our Judeo-Christian roots. And it was an important experience uh, for me, a bit of a spiritual pilgrimage for myself as well. And one of the things I was reminded about was, in fact, a picture, you know, how those pictures pop up on your uh, on your picture feed from the things in the past, how the, your, your screens uh, do that or your uh, photo programming does that, pops those up. But it popped up on my screen just last week, a picture of myself in the Dead Sea, 
floating in the Dead Sea, covered with mud. Now, let me tell you about that a little bit and how that pertains to our question here today about how you can't drown in the Dead Sea. And that's true. That's true. My, you, show, you see this picture of me looking really crazy, covered with mud, not really swimming in the Dead Sea, but floating in the Dead Sea because the salinity, the salt factor of the Dead Sea is so incredibly high, you don't really swim in it. It's not really very conducive to swimming in it, but you get into the water and you float to the top. And in my case, you see my big, big body bobbing up and down on top of the water. And it really looks odd to me because when I go swimming, generally, I'm not one. I don't float like that. I can tell you that. And here is a here is a situation. The Dead Sea is what is called Intoharic Basin or Intoharic Sea because it is a the drainage that goes only into the sea and not out. In other words, that means the drainage from the surrounding deserts and so on goes into what we now know as the Dead Sea, but there's no outlet, no river, no streams that go out and take it out to the Mediterranean Ocean, for instance. It is stuck. It's a closed environment or what some people call a terminal environment or there's no drainage out. There's only drainage in, but nothing out. And so that causes Two or three factors. The salinity rises up, and that also means that nothing can live in the Dead Sea. There's virtually no plant life. There's no fish there. There's no wildlife, things like that. And there are some subtle, there over history, there's been some settlements there, but they didn't really live off the sea so much as they lived off other things. They, they didn't live off fishing and so on. They lived off other things around the desert, and sometimes they used some of the minerals around the Dead Sea. It's a deadly place. You can't really drink the water. You taste it. If you go swimming there, you get in the water, you taste it for sure. And here's the other thing that's interesting about it, though. It has other properties which are interesting. I mentioned about the mud that you put on. You really look weird. I got to say this. They ask you, are you given the opportunity to put on this mud bath? You cover yourself with mud, head to toe, if you wish, with this slimy, gooey, sticky mud that they have with these big vats there. And you cover yourself or you have someone help rub it on you. My wife helped me with that. And we did that. We got in the water and you wash it off. And the idea is this mud is so full of minerals and other good things. And the salt level are so good. It is supposed to be healthy for you and also make you look good. You know, it's using cosmetics and things of that nature. So you go into the lake or go into the Dead Sea with an idea that it's dead, but you're going to float, and you're supposed to look good, too. It's kind of some dichotomies here, which are weird. You're supposed to cover your mud, and it's just to revive you and make you feel beautiful, even in the midst of this place that's dead. In fact, I heard somebody say something to the effect there while we were swimming and things like that. You just you can't drown in the Dead Sea. And it's true. Even if you wanted to drown yourself or be drowned, it's hard to do because you bob to the surface. You're not going to sink. You are going to float. Back in the 90s, there was even a movie called Hope Floats. Maybe you remember that movie. I think it had Sandra Bullock in it. And it's basically, I think she was a beauty queen who was out on her luck and trying to find a new way of life and sort of rom-com. But anyway, the idea, it's based on the phrase that's used sometimes about hope floats. That means that whatever hardships you have, whatever difficulties you have, you, if you choose to, can rise above it. 
You've heard that phrase, rise above your hardships. And that's what I want to talk to you about here today. You can rise above your hardships if you see things from a different perspective and understand that you, in your life, do not have to choose to be closed. Here's the deal, everybody. The Dead Sea is closed. In other words, only things go in but don't come out. And it's only dead because it doesn't share. It doesn't go out. But even in the midst of that, some good things can happen. What I mean by that is, what are you doing with your life right now? Are you, When bad things happen, are you closed off? Do you just go and pull the covers over your head if something bad happens? Or do you share with others? Or are you trying to serve others in some way or another? That's what I want you to think about here today, what you can do. In Israel and in Jordan, where the Dead Sea is at, they've actually, the people who live there have taken the Dead Sea, and it's now a tourist area, and the various companies now sell the mud there and other things as cosmetics, and they make the best of what the situation is. And it's actually a very lucrative thing to do in many ways. What's going on in your life that you can change things around? Here's the thing. When you go, even in death, if you choose to see it this way, even in death, there is life. In the Judeo-Christian way of thinking, even in death, there is life. One of the things that my wife and I were able to do when we went to Israel is we were not only able to see the Dead Sea and see what that was about and the float there, but we were also able to go to another body of water where we didn't float on the top. In fact, we went underwater. It was the Jordan River. And we're able to have our baptisms renewed at the Jordan River. And going into the river to be baptized means that you, the whole thing about baptism, and I come to you from the perspective as a retired pastor, friends, in the Christian tradition, is that you go under the water in death and you come out of the water in new life. And you are baptized in this, in spirit and in truth to, uh, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. What that means, everybody, is that you no longer, death no longer has dominion over you. You are now a child of God. And so you can choose to say, see things that way. And for those of us who believe this way, we believe that death indeed has no dominion over us. So we don't stay dead. We live in hope. We live in grace. We live in love. We live in the real possibilities. That's hard to do, isn't it, sometimes, if we're having a tough time? If we were in the throes of depression, or maybe we lost our job, or they were going through a divorce, or some other breakup, or maybe we've, we've had a disaster financially, bankruptcy or something. Or maybe we've had our own death in the family. Or maybe we have to face our own demise in some way. A couple of thoughts have come my way this week that I want to reflect with you. One of them is that I received a word not too long ago, just the last couple of weeks, that I have cancer and it's a serious enough nature that it, if I don't do something about it, it will take my life in a few years. That got my attention. So what I got to do about it? I think I'm going to be, it looks like I'm going to be having surgery and, and take some action regarding my cancer. So that's what I'm going to do. I could stay and just give up and throw the towel. Or I could do something about it, and I've chosen to, to do something about it. But bad things do happen, don't they? Even to good people. And sometimes it's really hard to handle. 
In the church where I attend, we had a real tragedy here recently. A two-year-old child got sick with what his parents thought was just a kind of a bad cold. And two weeks later, the child passed away from the advancement of an unusual disease and devastated this young family and just devastated them. And the church, though, responded in so many ways that were so wonderful and unique. And here's the you know, even out of death, the horrible, there's not much worse than the death of a child, a two-year-old. I can relate. I have a two-year-old granddaughter. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be without her. But in this case, in this case, the church surrounded the family, served them in so many ways and became a real maturing moment for the church. The church is only a couple years old and they are using that moment then and people are developing new and a really what I would call abiding friendships or relationships, abiding where you come alongside somebody and you do life together. They're doing that, and it is a powerful thing to see. It's tragic. It's terrible. It's a horrible thing that has happened to this family. and I'm, But I'm so glad that the church family has surrounded them, and good things are happening now. And we'll see where that goes. It doesn't mean it's not tragic. But it means you can choose to see how you can choose a approach of hope if you choose to. The Dead Sea could be just a place of complete lostness. But if you go there, there's, there's a sense of community. The communities have been there. Maybe there was a communities of faith that were there. Maybe you've heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which were the vestiges the, of the early uh, communities of faith. They were, I went to where they were at. It's just within sight of the Dead Sea in some caves where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. They were evidence of their faith communities. So I want to encourage you to do a couple of things. One of them is to do, we learned some of this from David Green, to Go on your own pilgrimage away from distraction to go someplace. Maybe it's just for a few minutes or maybe an hour or two. And just think about what is of value to your and appreciate that value. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's something else that you're grateful for. And you can place some hope in those good things. So that you, if you have a connection to what is good in your life, when things go bad and go south, when you have adversity, and they will... You got that to hang on to, okay? The other piece I would invite you to tune in to your own soul, to your own deeper life. And that's when you, when your person goes to the Holy Land on a pilgrimage, that's one of the things you do a little bit. You think about the place of God in your life. That's what David Green did to reconnect with his Judaic lineage. That's what I did with my wife, going to connect with our Judeo-Christian lineage to be where Jesus was at, to be re, renew our baptism in the Jordan River, and to float in the Dead Sea, which was a completely unexpected thing. You can't, it's hard to drown in the Dead Sea if you choose to see it that way. And to see you do those things. Remove a distraction, tune into your soul, and then choose to see things. And the other piece of this is to be in community. To be in community. I'm, I choose to be in community with you, for instance, and I want you to know you can reach out to me at drbradmiller.com and we can be helpful to you. We at our website, drbradmiller.com, we have over 250 episodes of this podcast designed to be helpful to you. And we've got some information about our coaching program there at drbradmiller.com slash 40 day away. Helps you develop your personal life plan. Help you get through 
tough times, get through the wilderness experience, get through your Dead Sea experience and see what floats, what floats for you. Now, I also want to share with you this. I'm working on something new and you may want to check it, check that out. Given this situation I had with my own cancer and decided to do something about it, to take action, to, to see the hopeful and the possibility part, I'm actually going to be starting a, a new podcast, will be, which will be an addendum to what we do here at Dr. Brad Miller. It's called Drop Dead Live. That'll be launching probably around Easter of 2023. And what I want to share about that is just be particularly divided with those people who want to have longevity and love and laughter in their life. And we're going to talk about some of the things having to do with having a long, good, healthy, vital life and living well to the very end. Whether the very end of your life is today or 100 years from now, to be strong and courageous and fulfilled to the end and to have a lot of laughter in your life. That I'm going to be talking to medical professionals and mental health people and comedians and others. We're going to talk about laughter in your life. So that's going to be at Drop Dead Alive. Right now, you can go to dropdeadalive.com. We've got a video up there in a way that you can get on a list to be one of some of the first people who get that podcast where we talk to people who have gone through their own adversities, particularly with cancer, and have got through that and are choosing to live life to the fullest. Hope that you'll join me over there. And here on the here in Beyond Adversity, we're taking a track now where we talk to these experts who have gone through their own adversity in their life. You heard David Green this week talk about his life in music and getting through that and then discovering his true calling in life and his in music and his his Judaic roots and to search for the soul. I got that same calling as well. I want to serve you. I'm here about helping people to navigate adversity, to get through adversity, to achieve your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. And I have my own plan, my own way to help do that. I call it the ACTS plan, the ACTS plan. The A is for action. The C is to connect with the higher power. That's your spiritual life. The T is to think with discipline. That's the actual process. And the S is to serve others with love. And that's what I want to do with you. I want to serve you with love and know that I love you and I'm here to serve you. You can reach out to me at drbradmiller.com and I will respond to you. I'm here to be serving to you and we'll, we'll be back next time around. Here are our next episodes of the of the Beyond Adversity podcast to serve you with a message so which will help you to grow through what you go through. Until next time, friends, this is Dr. Brad Miller, and I want to encourage you to always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.